Welcome to the Thoughts and Ship podcast. My name is Laura Beck, and I am your host for today. Each week on this show, we will feature interviews and stories celebrating Dr. Shackley's philosophies of living in harmony with nature, serving mankind, and applying the power of our thoughts, a concept which he called thoughtsmanship. These principles are the cornerstone and DNA that the Shackley Company is built upon. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Doug and Charlene Fife. They are a couple I've admired from afar, but recently in the last couple of years have had the privilege of rubbing shoulders with them, especially on a leadership trip they led to Italy last fall. I also attribute my being in Shackley to Doug's mother, who shared with my mother the power of the Shackley products. My mother still speaks highly of things that Shirley Fike taught her. Doug and Charlene started their business while in college 38 years ago with a goal to craft a life that mattered to them. Doug understood the power of the Shackley products and watched how his parents' Shackley business helped them build a new life after returning to the States from the mission field. And Charlene, whom Doug met in college, recognized the Shackley business could be their own God-given avenue to freedom. When they graduated college, they were making enough income to not have to get a normal job like many others. They have always said that their Shackley business is not the most important thing in their lives, but that it allows them to do the things that are. They have done some amazing things. They've traveled the world, world schooling their kids. They started churches, ran a country inn and retreat center, empowering marginalized women in developing countries, pursuing peacemaking initiatives to global conflict zones, to name just a few. Doug, Charlene, Welcome, and thank you for sharing with me today your experiences and your insights. And would you start by sharing with me a bit today how Dr. Shackley and Thoughtsmanship have played a part in who you are today and the lives you have crafted for yourselves? Well, of course, that's a mouthful. This is a a topic we could spend probably all day on. We'll try to focus it in. I met Dr. Shackley as a teenager. I got to know him as a teenager attending a variety of Shackley conventions at that stage of my life. My parents were in the business and earned trips that I attended throughout my childhood and teenage year. So I got to be around him and in spaces where he was both speaking and simply interacting with people. And I would just say that even at that early age, I was already fairly, I would say, spiritually attuned and just attuned to the, the big questions of life and human dynamics and meaning in life and so forth. And I knew even then I was, I was observing an unusual human being in the course of my life. Now I'm, you know, near, nearing 60. I would say, you know, he's, he's one of the few great men that I have personally met, interacted with, didn't really know him personally as a friend. But I somehow something about just being around him and observing how, who he was, how he carried himself. And really what I observed, because I'm, I'm a student of leadership, was how he affected other people, how other people responded to him, and the, and the enduring impact of this man who really kind of was understated in, in some ways, seemed like kind of a simple man. And a lot of the things that he spoke about and that he, that he drew our attention to were, were fairly simple. And that actually ties into something I've come to understand as a bit of a mantra in life that I incorporated in a lot of my leadership work. Many of the most important impacting, life-shaping realities are actually quite simple. They're just hard to live out. They're just difficult. They, they, they often work against the grain of kind of default human nature, the, 
the natural flow of human, you know, course of life. But they're actually very simple. And what tends to happen is we tend to want to make them complicated and then expect them to be easy, which is, of course, just the opposite of the way those things work. So one of the things Dr. Shackley did that I just that has been an enduring image for me is he kept it simple, and then he worked really hard at living out the reality of those things in ways that were so impacting and so transformational that people could never shake him after meeting him. And it was often just those, you know, I mean, think about living in harmony with nature and the golden rule. How much simpler does it get than that, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, what, what you think you look, what you think you do, what you think you are. We all go, oh, yeah. We, you know, we give that mental assent. We resonate with it. And as Americans, we are particularly prone to if I give something mental assent, then it's now real, and I don't even really have to work at the hard work of how that now needs to shape my behavior, my, my life in the trenches. And I think that's something that he did so powerfully. He lived out of that place of authentically incarnating those values and, and those principles, which we could talk more about, and it was so incarnationally real. It was so true of him. That, that there was an authority, I would call it a spiritual authority, that emanated from him that people would just would quote him and would be drawn to him and just wanted to be around him. This was a great man living in the, in, in, grounded in really truths that had been around. And he, he simply articulated, in some cases re-articulated, and in many cases freshly articulated realities that have been with us forever. But, then he, but what he did was he didn't just articulate them he lived them, and he'd look you in the eye and quietly call you to upgrade your life, to live in line with those realities. I did not have the privilege of getting to meet Dr. Shackley, but have been a lot around a lot of people who have, and have fallen in love with his book, Reflections on Philosophy. The things in this book are so simple and so profound. You know, we're often searching for answers of, you know, how do we do this? How do we do this better? How do we get from A to B? And yet the truths that you, I mean, like you said, that have been there all along, he was so able to put in a way that was easy to grasp and be drawn to. And thank you for sharing that, Doug. I think even in terms of the kind of the launch of our business, you, you heard in our story that I grew up around the products and even the business and the philosophy and so forth. And around a mother who was like a Dr. Shackley Jr., always quoting, you know, accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, and don't mess with <laughs> in between. And, you know, et cetera. I, I also can't shake my mom's quote, just like you just said. But, <laughs> you know, it's one thing to grow up around that kind of thing, and it's another thing to realize this could become transformationally true for me, for us, and, for, and alter and shape the course of our lives. And that's yes. that's. Charlene came along with a fresh set of eyes and ears and said, you know, do you realize what you're sitting on? Do you realize what we have here? This, this is a way that we could be free to follow the call of God on our lives, but do it in a way that's deeply congruent with our values and our worldview and, um, and our understanding of the way the world works and help a lot of people in the process. Why, why aren't we doing this as, as a business? And, of course, I didn't really have a good answer at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Everything I've learned about Dr. Shackley, I've learned secondhand. I met him once in a, like, hey, everybody, he was at our very first director's conference in San Francisco, but they rushed him in and rushed him out, and 
I think we just got to, like, touch the hem of his garment. Kind of <laughs> but, you know, I never really had direct contact with him except for his writings. And so I did read Reflections of a Philosophy over the last 38 years. I used to make it a habit that every New Year's Eve day, the day, New Year's Day, I would read the entire book and just sit down and remember what I was setting my course for the year. And his mm-hmm. words really did impact me in the way that I chose to do life. When we started out in this industry, we didn't know anything about it, and we were pretty green. I was not somebody who was trained in sales. My background is social work, and really all I wanted to do was make people's lives better. But I realized that we needed the financial freedom to fulfill the dreams that we had. So Shackley came along as a perfect alignment for us to do so. And, you know, you might be listening to this podcast and have really some big dreams that you have, and I would challenge you to think in terms of a few years of investment to shore up a financial base so this doesn't ever become a stressor in the end. Because that was the vision that we had. That by reading Dr. Shackley's philosophies and reading the book, it became really clear to me that it really was about me guarding my thoughts and my intention. But secondly, then it really shifts over into how am I going to serve others. And it wasn't about me except that I needed to clear where where the direction that I wanted to point my arrow. But it was always about serving others. And I love the fact that he would say things like, the more you share with others, the more your share becomes. And it, it wasn't about the share that I earned. It was about sharing with others. And so from the very beginning, I think it set the trajectory that how do we listen with curiosity for people's needs and how do we walk alongside them so that their dreams, their passions, and their, you know, what they want out of life, if Shackley can help that, it can be something that can propel them. I think that fundamental kind of heart posture setting of the sales early on was so foundational for our really our entire business strategy that really we became passionate about about even processes and mechanisms for helping people identify their dreams, their passion, their sense of purpose in life, and then how this can be how Shackley can be a vehicle for them to fulfill those that sense of calling, that sense of purpose, or whatever. And again, that's a that's a good illustration of. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We we want to empower people to to experience that kind of freedom, and of course that's what we were experiencing in the process. But there's you, you know if you can't outgive God and you can't outgive life. And this, Dr. Shackley, he just got those things so innately, and then the fact that he created a business model that incorporates that right into the very fabric of how you, what you must do to be successful. It's just powerful, and that and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of subtleties and nuances to that. You think, oh yeah, I you know I understand you know network marketing or you know whatever language you you end up using, and then you build an organization. There's there's so many ways one can go about this, and it's, it's the heart posture, it's the it's the message that people fundamentally sense, pick up, you know the 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 bandwidth is, hey, I'm doing this because I need you to help me be successful, that, that just communicates a certain thing and it bears a certain kind of fruit. Whereas when we become radically about empowering and unleashing other people, people, 
people then, they're not in the business for me. They're in the business for themselves because it is their business. That's not just, you know, it's not just a cliche. It's a reality that really creates the kind of freedom we've ended up having the freedom that you identified earlier in the call because we've helped other people really discover that and own that for themselves through the Shackley business. And I think that's also what is so special about the Shackley family, the Shackley people, the Shackley company, and why it's endured and been so successful for 60-plus years is because of these foundational principles that you both have so clearly articulated. Do you have any other thoughts on this? Well, just just a kind of a, a further thought along the same line that, that I think as we become about empowering, unleashing, believing in other people, um, that that creates such an environment that's so attractive. People want to be around someone who believes in them. That's what I was observing in my, you know, teenage observations of this great man. People experience him that way. And I'm, I'm struck as I hear, you know, m- many people tell the stories that knew him intimately, or not even intimately, people that just interacted with him. I think everybody felt like they were his best friend, you know, <laughs> or he would look at people and they would feel seen and known and valued and believed in. And no matter how brief the contact and the interaction. And I think that's, again, that's part of the posture. He's created a business model and a culture where we thrive to the degree that becomes who we become and how people experience us. In terms of that quote you mentioned about us earlier that we've always said, check is not the most important thing in our life, but it empowers us to do the things that are, enables to do the things that became so true in our lives that we actually took a 16-year hiatus. It's something a lot of people don't even realize. 16 years completely out of the business to pursue a variety of things that had to do with our sense of call and so forth, and then came back. And during that time, our Shackley check held steady, even grew a little bit every month. And then Charlene came back and jumped right in and picked up where she left off. I mean, that's that's just that's almost incomprehensible in, in, the, in any business realm. And even in the general kind of network marketing industry, that's longevity, that's stability, but that was partly grounded in the fact that we had a whole family, we call it the Psych Enterprises family, a whole organization where everybody was out pursuing the dream on their own because it was theirs and they owned it, not because they were doing it for us. Why is it that you guys chose to come back, just curious? Well, for me, it was, you know, a season shift had happened in that what part of what had happened is that Doug and I bought a country inn in the mountains of Virginia, and it was a retreat center where we hosted people that were in times of transition or broken or whatever. And it was, you know, leaders from around the world made their way to our place, and it was all-consuming and overwhelming. And I didn't have spare time, and our business was solid. And so uh, I didn't have that time. But we were at a time where we had built a team there and things were starting to function better. And we were purchased by an owner, Roger Barnett, who I felt like was really aligned with the principles of what Dr. Shackley was about. And he fell in love with that and invested in us as a company. And so the continuity of that was there. And it was one of those situations where I started realizing that it was time for me to come back 
and work. But a lot of that was is that my children were getting older. Our son was in school. Our daughter was just in her freshman year at Pratt University in Brooklyn. Our son was at Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. And they were facing, because of the economic downturn that was about ready to happen and was kind of on the cusp of it, this was pre-2008, what started happening was I started noticing that they didn't have the same opportunities that so many people believe in in the American dream that go to school and you're going to get a good job. And that was not the reality for our children. And so I started thinking about getting involved again and was having a conversation with our son, and he kind of shamed me. And he said, Mom, you owe it to my generation to get out of retirement and figure out how to be current and teach us how to do Shackley because my generation needs you, and you and Dad have had such an amazing lifestyle and you've helped so many people because of the financial base that you have, you owe it to my generation to teach it. And that kind of got me thinking, and I got a clearer mission again about who I serve. And so then it became that reality, not just for millennials, because there's a lot of people who are in this situation where, you know, they thought their retirement was going to carry them into the future years. And the reality is, that's not true. There's a lot of people who felt like, you know, they were told that if I just invest in a home, that's going to be my security. And the reality is, is that with the housing bubble that happened, that American dream of your home being your biggest investment, there's so many people that are underwater because of that dream, they got caught in that financial bubble. And so I started seeing that, wow, you know what, our Shackley business is simple. It requires work, but the plan is simple. It's fall in love with a mission, fall in love with the product, and talk about it to other people so that they have their lives transformed in whatever they want, whether that's just toxic-free home, whether that's taking care of their health. But more importantly for me, it's about is there a way that you can help spread this word and keep the Dr. Shackley vision alive and earn an income? And that's what got me propelled to go, you know what, I'm ready for another run to set up the next 30 years of my business. And so that's kind of what got me back, and I'm having a ball. Thank you very much for your time today. Either of you have any closing thoughts? I do. I'd like to read from Reflections of a Philosophy. You stand at the doorway of life's treasure vault. Those treasures are yours for the taking. Don't stand outside looking in, just wishing yourself inside will afford you nothing. Wishful thinking will get you nowhere. You must determine to use thoughtsmanship in building your success. Success is not made up of what you hope for, but for what you create. The price of success is just one thought after another. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you, Doug and Charlene, for spending some time with me today. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We will feature a new story or interview each week. We hope you choose to come back and subscribe to our podcast so that you will be among the first to know when a new episode comes out. Let others know about us as well by sharing our podcast uh, on social media or via text or email. Thanks again for listening.